This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, this is John here from Freedom's Disciple Podcast. The only show on the Blaze where you come for the accent, where you stay for the principles and the love and defense of American exceptionalism. You're about to listen to a short clip from last weekend's show and I'd encourage you to share it with your family and your friends. Also, please consider subscribing to our show. Search for Freedom's Disciple on SoundCloud iTunes or Google Play Music, where a new show is released for free every Saturday at noon Eastern. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. As always, I just wanted to say my website is freedomsdisciple.com. I post the show notes there usually every Monday afterwards, um, and any um, memes or articles that I link to or talk about in the show, all the research and work will be there, just to make it easier for you when you're going through the show. Um, This show goes out live um, on The Blaze every Saturday at 12 noon, so you can listen. Um, It's free to listen anytime. Share it with your friends. If you have anyone, liberal friends or a college student or anyone who you want to know would like to hear a different opinion on America, a view very much of your founders, uh, I'd really appreciate it if you'd share and uh, any support you can give would be great. You can listen on SoundCloud, iTunes or Google Play Music. So I want to share a story with you from um, a story over here. Some of you may know if you if you follow sports, you might have heard of a, a soccer player called Cristiano Ronaldo. He used to play for Manchester United. He now plays for Real Madrid, and he is. I saw this article, and it was the life of Cristiano Ronaldo and his net worth. And I want to share. Just I saw this as an example, and. Just when I'm reading stuff, I'm reading things, and in the back of my mind is always, how can I bring this to to you, because it's a different story, but also to give you some principles, just to break down some basic economics or basic philosophy to you. So in case you don't know, Cristiano Ronaldo, it's estimated he's worth about $450 million. um, So like the creme de la creme, he's like in the top 0.01% of the world. Um, he's the highest played footballer in the world. He has a 15 million pound, which is about 22 million dollar contract after tax. After tax is the key one. And um, there's only one other footballer who can match his appeal, and that's Lionel Messi. Um, he Ronaldo is the most endorsed footballer in the world. Um, he has the fourth most luxury deal with Nike. It's worth about 21 million a year. And he has a lifetime contract, which will basically pay him that amount of money forever, which is incredible. And he's only the third person ever to sign a lifetime deal with Nike. And that's after people who you'll know, LeBron James and Michael Jordan. He has his own clothing range. He has his shoes. 
he has um what he says cr7 um it's a hotel project in four different cities and um, cr obviously for cristiano ronaldo and he wears the number seven in the last year he's made about 88 million dollars and that's according to forbes which makes him the highest paid sports star in the world there is a point to all this so bear with me he has a big one with as i said with nike he has tag cure he's got herbalife castrol samsung and kfc um it's just incredible the amount of money he is is going to work like his nike deal alone pays him over 20 million a year and they reckon by the time he's 73 years old he'll have reached a billion in revenue from nike alone a billion dollars that just shows you how incredibly rich this guy is right so i saw this article that's just a little bit of background. So, you know, if you're listening and you're from the left, all I need to say is you should hate this guy. He is, you know, the person you want to bring down. He's the man. Um, he's one of those millionaires and billionaires who actually is a millionaire. Not like, you know, in Barack Obama or Maryland standards where it's a millionaire is a quarter of a million or a hundred thousand dollars. He's actually a millionaire, a multi, 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 multi-time millionaire. So you should hate him. And they just did this article. I thought it was a nice article. Of the things he does with his money. What has he done recently? Well he's a car enthusiast. And he has a $300,000 car. A Lamborghini Aventor. I'm not, a, I'm not too big on the. Big 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 expensive cars. I have no idea. I'm guessing at $300,000. It's a really nice car. If it doesn't there's something seriously wrong. Um, but he also has other cars. He's got a Bentley, he's got a Porsche, he's got a Mercedes. You know, all the creme de la creme, those filthy rich cars. You know, you got to hate this guy, right? He has a villa in uh, La Finca, which is in Madrid. And it's worth $7.1 million. Inside the, the house, it's got like state-of-the-art technology. It's got sofas. It's even got an indoor swimming pool. Right, so you, right now, you know, you should be hating this guy. You should be going, I just want to hate that guy. I just, he's so unfair. So my friends on the right will love this. He has an apartment in the Manhattan Trump Towers, and it's worth about $18.5 million. Um, he has a gorgeous, it is actually really cool. Um, if I ever had money, I'd, I, I'd love to stay in it because I'd say it'd be cool. He has a, a football themed hotel in his hometown of Madeira, Portugal. It, the, some of the pictures I saw was just incredible. Um, he eats out at fancy restaurants. He goes to all the the big glamour. Um, he has I, I, this is astronomical. A Jacob and Co watch. Apparently that's worth like one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. You're getting all your hatred up for him. Um, he's a bit fame. But there is that just to to say that. Um, he has he went somewhere and he saw this wax statue of himself and he loved it so much he paid thirty one thousand dollars to get it. Um, and what he does now is he has a, he reportedly hired a hairstylist and the hairstylist shows up once a month to the museum where he keeps it to make sure the hairstyle is current because he changes his hairstyle every so often. So he's a bit vain. Um, he wears all the good stuff, all the good clothes, all beautiful expensive suits, not cheap, not your run of the mill, um, Walmart, uh, you know, buck 99 suits. These are run into the thousands. Um, he also is a fan of cryotherapy, um, which is basically where you put your body to temperature as to as low as minus 264 degrees. Um, basically, it helps you recover and 
it heightens your awareness and this isn't cheap so why did i share share all this if if i shared this uh, story with a lot of my liberal friends they would just go it's just so unfair it's so unfair that he has all that money and look remember i shared this, the article i shared two weeks ago three weeks ago from oxfam you know income inequality the top richest eight people have all the wealth as as 50 percent of the population remember that story i'm sharing this story for a reason actually for two reasons the problem with our liberal friends and our friends on the on the right in the gop today it's not that they're ignorant it really isn't it's just they've been bought into propaganda and made feel like they can't articulate arguments about free market capitalism and they've just accepted government as the solution and you know at some point you know you got to have some progressive tax code so i want to raise a few questions with this one why is he worth 450 million dollars he's worth 450 million dollars because he is an incredibly gifted footballer and um, one of the best in the world if not the best so he's the best at what he does he is very marketable he he by any stretch of the imagination is a good looking guy with a lovely smile and people just like him and if you have if nike obviously are not paying him 20 million dollars a year for a lifetime if people don't want to buy his stuff so it's each and every one of us are saying oh that's a cristiano ronaldo fill in the blank towel hat jersey i need to buy that us buying it is making them tell them is telling Nike that they really like this guy. Our actions are telling Nike to go invest in this guy. Other people have said the same. KFC, Herbalife, Samsung. They've obviously, they're not just giving him money. They're not just going to Cristiano Ronaldo because Cristiano Ronaldo's rich and going, hey, here's a load of money for nothing. They obviously see potential to get a return on their investments. He did that. Could you imagine if I walked up to Nike tomorrow and go, hey, Nike, look at his body. Just breathe it in, man. Just, you know, you can have some of this. You know, Nike are just going to laugh at me. Now, I have to say, I, I think I could get something off KFC. Because, you know, if, if there wasn't such hatred towards fat people, I know KFC would be looking at me going, if I could get John, you know, finger licking, you know, some chicken, which is really good. I'm open to KFC sponsoring the show or anything. I like KFC. KFC's good. Some chicken, some biscuits, some gravy. What's not to like? Um, but yeah, I, they're not going to pay me. I no, you know who who who's going to listen to watch me on KFC? I'd go. Yeah, you got to get some of this chicken. It's some good chicken. I don't care. It's just another guy. I'm John. I'm just another Irish guy. Ronaldo does it. A lot of people influence behavior. We're been influenced. We're doing it. We're making him rich. Because he has a product, or in this case, a service, and we want that service. Nike wants that service. But now on to basic economics. Because you'll hear the left use all the arguments, oh, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair that he drives a $300,000 Lamborghini. And he also has a Bentley and a Porsche and a Mercedes. We need to take some of that and redistribute it. Huh. Or, well, you know, the problem is he can have his Bentley and his Porsche and his Mercedes, but we just need a higher, we need a more progressive tax code just to take more money to redistribute. 
I always laugh, and I don't laugh, I actually cry, at the economic ignorance of some people. Either they're economic ignorant or they're just lying to you. So I want to just take a few minutes and just think of all the jobs that his lifestyle, his really rich lifestyle, creates. Because here's the thing, I don't look at Ronaldo going, you're worth 450 million, I'm worth, at best if I'm lucky on a good month, I'm worth maybe $45, at best if I'm lucky. I haven't had a full-time job in nearly five years because the economy stinks. I work hours as required contracts, I work, don't have fixed work. I hate you. You know, I should take some of your money and give it to me. I could do more good with it. Heck, I could even make the, the moral argument. Says, you know, if you just gave me a million of that, just think of all the charitable goods I could do if I was the left. I just want you to take a minute and just, let's just go through these one by one and just think of all the jobs and people he has helped and the economy. Because jobs are created by people purchasing things. So let's take his $300,000 Lamborghini. Oh my God, he has a 300 Lamborghini. What a waste of money. Shocking. Well, think of all the metal that goes around to make that frame. Think of all the jobs created for to create all the different parts of it. The engine, the sparks, the exhaust, the brakes, the seats, the steering wheel, the, the, the electricity, the lights, the leather on the seats, the, 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 the paint on the car. Think of all those jobs created directly by that car. Now think of all the jobs indirectly created by that car. Because each and every one of those companies that the supplies a bit, whether it's the brake or the engine or the, the, the steering wheel or, or the leather or the, the, the foam that goes inside the leather to make the seats comfortable, each and every one of those companies indirectly creates jobs by two reasons. One, by they obviously need property. They need to pay rent. They need to buy insurance. They need to have light and heat. So indirectly, he's creating jobs in certain industries. But then also, those, in pe those companies that he buys that are parts of that Lamborghini, they also create jobs because brakes just don't make themselves. So the people who are making the brakes are getting jobs. And then they are getting their wages and then they're spending on their life, whether it's on their mortgage or their car or their insurance. That's just one Lamborghini. It's the same for a Bentley, a Porsche, or a Mercedes. You know, using the whole class warfare and the struggle, rich versus poor. What is so noble about someone who makes a brake pad for a Ford? And what is so horrible about that same person who makes the same brake for a Lamborghini? Because we're told to hate the person who has the Lamborghini and love the person. Who, ha who drives just the everyday Ford or the everyday Chevy. Yet they both create jobs in the same industry for the same people. Should we hate the person, I don't know, you know, the comfortable seat with the seat warmers? What makes the person who does the seat for the Chevy or the Ford so noble and the person who creates the seat for the Lamborghini so horrible? Again, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant, it's just they've bought so much into a line that says, been rich is not something to aspire for. I went Googling. I love to Google different things and things. I couldn't find it for a Lamborghini or a Bentley or a Porsche or a Mercedes, but I did find an article from Toyota that says 
and I couldn't believe this, in each car there is 30,000 individual items. 30,000. That is all 30,000 individual items coming together. By him buying that Lamborghini, he has directly and indirectly created so many jobs. And I didn't go for the simple jobs, you know, like the, 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 the showroom, the salesperson who sold him the car and the commission he earned, the, 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 the rents to pay for the showroom floor, the light, the heat, the insurance, the service department, the service people, the mechanics, you know, the, 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 the valet people. All those jobs he helped create just because he bought a $300,000 car. But it doesn't stop there. You know, because if you listen to the left, they'd go, well, he has a $7.1 million villa in La Finca. He has an indoor swimming pool. It's in one of the most exclusive communities in Madrid. He has an $18.5 million apartment in Trump Towers. We hate him. He's horrible. He's a horrific human being. Well, again, let's just look at all the jobs he created. Someone had to build. It needed an architect. It needed a quantity of surveyor. It needed bricks and mortar. It needed wires for electricity for electricity, for Wi-Fi, he needed indoor plumbing, he needed water, it needed ground, it needed tiles, it needed paint, it needed doors, it needed windows. See all these, they're jobs you're directly creating, and again, the indirect principle applies, because each of those has to pay their salespeople, their their fitters, their, um, their service people, their insurance, all these jobs, by him paying $7.1 million for his villa, for his indoor swimming pool, it's directly and indirectly creating jobs. Same with his hotel in Madeira. It's the exact same thing. Same with his $160,000 Jacob & Co. watch. He is paying. He earned his money. Whether you think it's right or wrong, we can have an argument another day over whether you know sports stars are, are overpaid. That is, whether you like it or not, that is the market that is supply and demand there is a market for his services and here's the thing you know he shouldn't earn 20 million dollars a year to play football just to kick a football around the street oh my god there are so many more people do more important jobs and don't get a paid one percent of that okay here's the thing is there anyone around here who would say one thing you know what you're paying me too much you got to pay me less is there anyone that you know who would have that conversation with their boss? If Glenn Beck came to me tomorrow and said, John, you know what, I've listened to your show, I love it. Um, I'm going to help you grow your show. and here, I'm going to pay you 100 grand. I think you're the future of radio. Do you think I'm going to go, oh no, Glenn, you can't pay me that. I'm, I've never had radio on, you know, terrestrial radio, radio experience. I've been on internet radio. I've been on the podcast. I've done many interviews. You can't pay me a hundred grand. I'm not worth that. Do you think anyone's going to have that conversation? No, I'm a schmuck, so I probably would, but that's just me. But, but no, but seriously, you know, there's anyone out there, you know, let's just, let's forget the people on the right who might have some morals. Look at the left, you know, race for 15. Is there anyone who's going, oh, no, I haven't paid too much, you shouldn't pay me, I'm not worth that. They're going to take every penny that they can. Renat, why should, why is there one set of rules for, you know, the, the people on $15 an hour and people like Ronaldo? 
He's just like everyone else. He just wants to get what he think he's, thinks he's worth. Economics is not a system to, for a collective to, mindset to say, you know, we're just going to move the chess pieces around and make things fair. It's about supply and demand. And it's about creating jobs. Even let's just do one more. Fancy restaurants. Well, he's eating out and he's, he's having a $100 caviar and $500 bo- dollar bottles of champagne. And I've never had one of them. It's not fair. When he has money, you don't. But look at all the jobs. There are people who make that $500 champagne who are reliant on Cristiano Ronaldo and other rich people to buy it. Because here's the thing, if they don't buy it, they go out of business. Now, I know that's a concept which America and a lot of the world don't like anymore because they probably get a bailout and, and get loads of money and and be and be public. Um, but that's just a different story. They need them to pay. Their livelihoods are dependent on Cristiano Ronaldo and others buying that $500 bottle of champagne. That is the world we live in. But even look at the basic restaurant. Oh, he eats out in fancy restaurants. Well, fancy restaurants serve the same as other restaurants. They all need the same products. They need salt and pepper. They need vegetables. They need meat. They need fish. They need to buy tables. They need to buy boots. They need to buy chair. They need to buy curtains. They need to buy tablecloths. They need to buy towels. They need to have bathrooms. They all need the same thing. Now, it might be different standards, but each and every one of those people who eat in that fancy restaurant where it's $100 for a start or whatever it is. I've never eaten in a fancy restaurant, so I don't know pricing. It could be a lot more. It could be a lot less. Apologies if I'm offending anyone. But eating in that fancy restaurant, all the jobs you have indirectly created. And I haven't even mentioned the the, the idea behind each and every one of these products. The owner. They saw an opportunity. They said, I'm going to create this fancy restaurant. We're going to do this Michelin star chef. We're going to be exclusive with these products. They did it for one reason and one reason only. The same reason everyone does what they do. To make a profit. What did they spend their money on? So the, that owner who uh, that owner who owns that fancy restaurant. What does he do with his money? Well he might invest it in opening another restaurant. He might decide. You know what? I want to get into the food catering business. And open another business. He might need to put his kids through college. He might want to give his wife the best life she could ever have. And buy her a nice fancy car, go on holidays. That is all creating jobs. Maybe he's just really savvy and says, I just want the best 401k. I want to have the best pension. And I want to invest it in the stock market and in bonds. That's creating jobs. Or just put it in the bank. That's creating jobs because banks get money. And whatever they have in their in their in their accounts in their in their asset account, they can then borrow and lend out money to other people so that they can go get that business loan, so they can go get a car loan, so they can go get a mortgage. That's help. That's helping create jobs. This idea, this notion that says economics is all about the collective and we can just manage the chess pieces and we can tell you who to hate and who not to hate, it isn't as simple as that. Because even eating eating in that fancy restaurant, having that $300,000 car, that helped create jobs and a lot of other jobs. We need to share basic economic principles with our friends on the right, with our friends on the left, and everyone in between. 
Because economics is the subject, and especially the free market, is a subject that is based around historically the individual. But today it's taught in the minds of a collective that we can just manage those chess pieces. I hope this has given you something to think about. Because here's the last thing. You know, we should hate Ronaldo. Oh, he earned it so much and he's worth 450 million. Oh, okay. If he didn't earn that much, he wouldn't have been able to spend and give $165,000 to a Portuguese cancer center. Or $83,000 $83, to fund a 10-year-old's brain surgery. See, it's not bad being rich. It just gives you the power to do things if that's what you want to do. It just gives you power to create jobs, do different things, create eating fancy restaurants, um, create your own uh, football-themed hotel, but also to give a 10-year-old a chance at life. There's nothing bad about being rich, and there's nothing noble about being poor. Maybe, just maybe, one day we'll all realize that, and it's about the individual that counts. I gotta take one last quick break, America. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> 